0: Hey, are we live? We made it. Are the lights on? I don't know if you guys saw, but we had a massive power outage for over an hour. We got the power back online here in the studio, and then it went out again. So we're just making sure. Are we okay? Can you see us? Can you hear us? Move around your chair too much. Yeah, don't move. Uh, Nobody plug anything in. Nobody turn the vacuum on. Which has happened before. If you wouldn't mind, everyone watching right now, give us a like, give us a share. Please blow, blow up the comment section. We need to just make sure that we're the team at IKS here went through a lot to make sure this happened. If us. you wouldn't mind, make sure you guys do that. And if you could share, if you're in any groups or anything like that, share it into the group just to make sure we get this out there because we just spent an hour and a half figuring out what we were gonna do in case the power wasn't on. We have uh, you can't see it, but we have like a separate light setup that we were gonna. Oh, it was. We yeah. We're going to go live on our phones. Like, it was, we had a we're, whole second plan. We were outside the pocket. We were scrambling. <laughs> Everything's good, though. We, we haven't uh, even introduced ourselves. We are the squadcast. We are the Welcome, squadcast. everybody. You are the squad, the fanalists. Welcome into the studio here. We're in the basement of the Rod Peterson Show, of course, here for the squadcast. You can see the logo behind me. Uh, I see that Emery Wolf is tuning in. Zach Nelson's tuning in. Chad Isaac shared it. Uh, thank you, Chad. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit of uh, everything tonight. Uh, Rod and Carrie Monroe. Hey, Max. Clark tuning in from just south of Craven while skidooing with Clark's mom. Ma- I, I, I don't
1: think that's true. Uh, well, I, I was just going to say, Mr. and Mrs. Monroe, very kind of you, but please be careful. Yeah. Don't skidoo and squad cast. Don't. It's, it's, a, uh, <laughs> it's a dangerous combo. They teach but thank that, you very
0: much. They teach that in school, so... Uh, yeah, like, share, please, and let, like I said, blow up the comments. Uh, yeah, Robin, Robin Wilde's already putting the over-under on the show being over by 8.30. Thank 8:30. you for the
1: mercy follow on Twitter, Robin.
0: Much I th- appreciated. I think tonight we might be under just because we kind of want to make sure we get out of this show. Yeah, yeah. So we want to make sure we get a little in there, and then we're out of there. So um, buckle up, I guess. Up, um, kids. Max, we got a big show here tonight, a ton to talk about. And, of course, we are brought to you by Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, as says on my hoodie here. Beautiful hoodie, and there's the logo right there. Uh, Roxanne and Darnell, I don't even have my script open. Everything's a mess. Uh, (laughs) Don't rack your brain figuring out how to get everything you need for your business. Let Roxanne and Darnell uh, do it for you. Uh, Save the headache. Give them a call today. Rockstar.ca for more information. Uh, That is rockstar.ca. Hey, Max, can you, actually, sorry, um, again, blow up the comment section. Send in your comments. What do mm-hmm. you guys want to talk about? There's tons to talk about tonight. Yeah. There it is. Ask us anything. Uh, that was a bad like, one because it's my left hand. But there's a lot, a lot to talk there's about. There's like MLB news, basketball trades, uh, NHL stuff going on. There's probably a game happening right now. NFL playoffs. Try to keep playoffs. it concise as best we can, but we'll so, be out of here by 9.30. Send it all in. Let's get to it as we go on the show. Um, Max, give me the breakdown. I'm going to do a few things here on Facebook just as we kind of get launched, (laughs) and uh, we'll talk about everything that you guys want to talk about in just a minute.
1: Fantastic, Clark. So, welcome to this edition of the Squadcast, episode 16, oh my, hockey is back in full swing. I'm so happy I could cry. Mm, Same. The Mets are back in the news for not good reasons at all. New owner Steve Cohen finds himself on the hunt for a new GM as the Mets have aspirations to be playing baseball this fall.
0: Nice. There's double rhyme there. I got it. Nailed it. Baseball and fall. (laughs) I, I, I had some time Good. today. I you did. did. We had like an hour and a half of the power out. So, Getting back to it.
1: The NFL's divisional round is done and we're on to the conference championships. What else is new? Tom Brady is back after beating Breeze quite soundly in the bayou. Mm. Jim Lang pops by to talk gridiron and stuff. If Mahomes isn't back this weekend, the Chiefs may be
0: in tough. They, uh, that's an understatement. Yes.
1: The beard has gone to Brooklyn, no doubt. Andrew Gottsleeb comes in to explain to us what that's all about,
0: and that's still happening because we luckily are able to bring him in. Exactly, virtually, however, virtually, virtually. Anyways, yes,
1: it's a loaded edition, fanalists. We need you ready, set, all systems go. Did, could you be so kind to us tonight as to uh, possibly give the share the
0: show a share? Ah. Oh, you wrecked it all. Ah. They're not going to share it now. You 90%, wrecked all ninety percent
1: of the way through. Ah,
0: you wrecked it. Um, I'll get better. I'll get better. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Uh, I'm just doing a little bit of sharing here, but we are going to get into it. Our first topic of the night and Max, maybe I'll let you run with this a little bit. Alrighty. Too. Uh, there's a ton of stuff going on in the major league baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start off with the Mets. Now let's start with the positives. Yes. Because we weren't able to talk about it last episode. We could have, but mm-hmm. we didn't, it didn't win the vote, but this week we're, we're doing it. Um, there is a Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco trade. The Mets are loading up. They're looking really good. Yep. Um, So let's talk about the positive and then we'll kind of get into how they always take, seem Mm. to take two steps forward, one step way far back in terms of the Mets. But let's talk about it for a minute.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like the, so Francisco Lindor, Carlos Carrasco trade, you see it in their new uniforms up there, man, I tell you what if there was a place for Francisco Lindor to go, it was the big apple. And I think maybe not just to play baseball. I think everybody may have seen his interviewer saying the most exciting thing uh, that he was looking forward to was getting a slice of a big apple pizza. So uh, that's going to be really interesting to see how that dynamic uh, unfolds. Obviously it was a massive move. A lot of people, I guess the consensus is that the Mets got a bit of a discount here. It was kind of interesting to see. There was obviously some of Cleveland's top prospects going, or sorry, Cleveland getting some top prospects back but not quite to I guess the volume that people were expecting sure. for somebody as I guess statuous as Francisco
0: Lindor was to their franchise. Well, and Carrasco too. And Carlos don't, Carrasco don't discredit him. A lot of people yeah. the what I noticed about that trade is a lot of people are like, "Wow, Lindor, mm-hmm. it's the Lindor trade, and they forget that Carlos Carrasco is a very like I'm going to say number a very two number three. Yeah, pitcher? he's a, he's a very above average starting pitcher in Absolutely. the league. Like I'm not going to say he's maybe the star. He he had a re- couple really really good years. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Dealt he's not memories. that level, but he's still. If on a on a bad team, he could be an ace. Oh, absolutely. Uh, on a good, like on a decently good team like the Jays, he could easily be a 2-3. On a team like the Mets, he might get shoved in the four slot. Well, and we were talking about that, right? Their rotation is pretty nasty. You've got Jacob deGrom. He's pretty good. He's, Decent. He's won a
1: couple Cy Youngs. He's all right. Decent. And then you got Marcus Stroman. Jays fans remorse a little bit. <laughs> it's
0: okay. That's fine, though. I still miss him.
1: Marco, I, I kind of i put those two in the same category. like they Strowman can battle and for Carrasco? The, exactly. They're yes. kind of a 2-3 combo. I'd say you can plug and play either in, in whatever order you want to. Yeah. Uh, and then they've also got a guy uh, who looks a little uh, maybe mighty god of thunder uh, or <laughs> Noah Syndergaard. Again, Jays fans, let's take a moment. Um, I'm sad about that. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice to see what he would have done in blue and white. But either way, that rotation in New yeah. York is going to be gross in yeah. a good way.
0: It, it, that trade, the Ari Dickey trade, paid off. A little bit, like very, very, very short term, yeah. but long term, it was not a good not trade good at all. all. Yes, yeah, Noah Syndergaard though. and what was it, Travis Darnold?
1: Travis Darnold, who's gone on to have success with Atlanta. No, he didn't have a ton. He wasn't with the great Mets, but, anywhere else, but he was serviceable.
0: Yeah, he he could play. I would say he's still not. He's still the worst part of that trade. Yeah, out of the three, At,
1: back in that time. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was JP Aaron and CBA before his time in that trade, or was it kind of that the, was before? That was okay. I was going to say I before. thought that was the decision making. Was it keep Darnold and let him develop in the Jays system, mm. or keep
0: JP? Yeah, and if anyone knows in the comments, so if I anyone forget knows who our catcher was back
1: in 2012, apparently I'm not that good a fan. But
0: <laughs> either way.
1: It's um, uh, it's going to be
0: interesting. So, let's yeah. go through a couple comments here because we did have a little slew of comments come in. Mm-hmm. Um, Emery Wolf uh, says, "Let's see if it pops up here for me." Is it popping up? There it is. It was probably Ryan's fault. Good thing Jordan fixed it. Uh, Ryan is our technical producer. He came in and I'll say he saved the day. Uh, got oh, us all back MVP up and running. Tonight. Jordan was yeah. right there with them. So Jordan did fix it, but I'm not going to say it was Ryan's fault. That was Emery. Ryan was our Francisco Lindor tonight.
1: He, <laughs> he, just, he turned a couple <laughs> double plays, kept us on time. Things were good to go.
0: Um, let's see. Rod and Kerry, uh says, Clark, how about those Leafs and what about Edmonton? Well, let's get into the base, finish off the baseball mm-hmm. news here first and then we will talk because we have nhl on on the schedule right it's on They're the docket up. um mm-hmm. just got to finish up a few things here uh Absolutely. jamie anstey from halifax he says on the way home from hockey practice data bill will be sent to dupont now jamie we were talking about this you mentioned you're at a hockey practice yeah what hockey practice are you what at league are you in jamie is halifax playing hockey like tell us about it man Uh, Send in a comment. What hockey practice are you at? Are you allowed to tell us? Are you going to (laughs) get? I was going to say. Are you going to get in trouble? Giving away (laughs) some sensitive information. Don't get arrested on our behalf here. Uh, Chad Isaac says my thoughts is now this is going to be a topic we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. with Jim Lang uh, at length here coming up later in the show. Our good friend Jim Lang, who I believe is watching. So Jim, take notes. Uh, (laughs) My thoughts (laughs) is Watson Watson stays in Houston uh, if they give him a reason, and that being free agent signings like Ingram, since they had the second worst running game, and Juju as a free agent. Oh. There's, uh, I think that relationship is completely done. I got uh, my inside source is saying that Jim Lang is doing this yeah, uh, on the uh, video call. Yeah, I think, and we can talk about this later again, Chad. So stay tuned, please. But uh, I think those ropes are. I yeah, I don't he's think played his last snap in yeah Houston. hanging by a thread is that thread's not there anymore mm-hmm. I don't have a good feeling about it but what's we can... that scene in
1: Hercules where like it's like the cutting of the thread and it like releases the monster or something I don't know I went back to my Disney days
0: and Chad Isaac yeah, is is gone. probably the star of the show so far in the comments at least he says the Blue Jays finalize an agreement with reliever Kirby Yates who, not George Springer but it's a star. not yet but who led the league in saves in 2019 uh, with the San Diego Padres mm-hmm. he had a 119 uh, I was gonna say goal against average? <laughs> Not quite. ERA. Back. Yeah, ERA. I got hockey on the mind. Uh, ERA, he he had a 40% strikeout rate. That's so 40% good. of the batters That's he right. faced, mm-hmm. he struck them out. Uh, I like that. Um, I like that better than $54 million for Liam Hendricks. I do. I really do. Do we know the terms of that deal? Yeah, I don't know. I, we, we haven't figured it out yet. yet. Uh, everybody who I've seen, Rosenthal, like those mm-hmm. guys have all said that it's just being finalized so whether it's a one-year small money deal to kind of prove himself Mm -hmm. or maybe it's like a two three-year deal who knows yeah Uh, we'll find that out but we do have some other uh, baseball news that we Mm -hmm. don't want to talk about we shouldn't have to talk about it Um, but everybody uh, has been mentioning uh, it's all over the news today I saw it this morning when I got out of the gym Uh, it broke really early so it's been a whole day topic yeah and that is that the uh, Mets Oh yes they just made this big move this positive addition to their team and then they go out and this report comes out that their general manager at the time Jared Porter who they just hired like a month, a month ago, ago Max yeah um who came over from the Cubs, and I guess while he was with the Cubs, he had a less than desirable text message uh, exchange. Well, that's and thing, I won't was, even call it, it an exchange. An exchange. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't an exchange. It was a yeah. one-way text message conversation yeah. with a female reporter. Was it an international reporter or something? I believe so. Yeah, I was a foreign correspondent for okay. the Cubs at the time. I believe from what I read. So, so I'm just I'm. I'll, I'm going to be a little frank here. Uh, so I know we were, we're after hours. Matthew Barnaby swore a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. on the show. I'm allowed to say Let's some stuff. Um, so this prick, mm-hmm. frankly, decides to send 62 text messages to a female reporter without a response. And at the 62nd one, he's like, you know what will get her to answer me? I'm going to send a picture of my junk and she'll love it. Uh, for some reason, he thought that was a good idea. The Mets made the absolute right decision to fire him as soon as they heard about this. Um, and me and Max were talking about this. And Max, maybe I'll let you take over. But like, yeah. how did this guy get to this level if he thinks that's a good idea? How did he become a general manager in the major leagues, guys? Yeah, no. It's... What what kind of intelligence level is this guy at? Where maybe he's an expert per baseball scout, but he has personal skills like this? And he made the general manager of the Mets? Mm -hmm. What's going on
1: there? I really don't know. And I mean, we could take this down a million different lanes. And at the end of the day, I I can't even put it into words that how how this woman must have felt. Uh, at the end of the day, it's completely unacceptable. And Steve Cohen, new owner of the Mets, I mean, again, there's there's no back padding going on when this situation comes in, but they handled it the only way that they should have, uh, by dismissing him. He had a four-year contract, he was on the rise in his career, and frankly, he doesn't deserve a place in the game anymore. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you're Jared Porter or whoever it may be in the game, it's, uh, it's kind of a, a message saying, hey, if you're going to act this way, if you're going to I guess, again, you can't even put the words professionalism in it. It's it's lacking a lot of context here of what the proper words are to say. But for Jared Porter, see you later, man. You had a fantastic opportunity, and uh, you blew it. You, you just yeah. straight up blew it. And at the end of the day,
0: let's, uh, let's hope that... <laughs> oh, now, Eric, I think our microphones our might microphones still be on. on. Okay. So we can still go... Uh, I'm going to assume that Jim Lang is probably no longer with us. Or maybe he is still with us. Possibly. Okay. So, Jim, just so you're aware, uh, I'm assuming our cameras are black. We're gonna keep talking because mm-hmm. our power has been going in and out over the last. So I'm we gonna may say come hour. back on. So we might come back on. So if we can't come back on the way we want to, we are going to probably end this stream and start up a new one on mm-hmm. our phones. And like we said earlier, we have backup ideas. We'll get creative. So Jim, hang tight. Don't leave yet. Uh, we might be okay here. I was um, wrapping up, anyways. Either way, Jared Porter. See you
1: later. Yeah, Steve Cohen. Right decision, and and again, just to wrap up on the Mets, like you said, Clark, two steps or two steps forward, one step back. They had the oh oh.
0: Now I'm seeing some lights. Oh, Sorry to cut goodness. you off, Max. Here we go. That's <laughs> we okay. might be somewhat back. These cameras are probably going to flip around. We'll see what uh, happens. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. There. Here we go. Things, things are moving. happening. Things people. are moving.
1: Things are grooving. And this is what we do. But the Carlos Beltran hiring last year too, and I guess that was what I really wanted to say off the top is who is in charge of the background checks for the Mets? Yeah, that's what I would like to understand. Is when you're a multi million, if not billion dollar organization, I think Steve Cohen purchased them for two point four billion dollars. Yep. Whatever it may be, at the end of the day, simply in the hiring process, somebody dropped the ball here. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, Jared Porter, I don't believe we'll be seeing his name anywhere near professional baseball anytime soon, and for good reason.
0: Yeah, and uh, one thing I will—I don't know if there's any sort of like you know slack due for the owner. Mm-hmm. He just got there. Yes. He might have been rushing the process to try to get a general manager mm-hmm. in place. I don't—I don't, I don't want to make excuses. He's got
1: Sandy Alderson there, who's been a president in this league for a long time, though. So again, where the blame needs to lie, I—I I don't know. But yeah. at the end of the day, Steve Cohen made the right decision. Like I said, there's no pat on the backs going on for whatever happens here. But at the end of the day... Oh, it's just—it's unfortunate that we're still having to talk about this. Yeah, it really that is.
0: is. And so let's let's move on. Honestly, exactly. Um, the Jays make a big signing, signing Kirby Yates. We talked mm-hmm. about that. Um, what else did we have? DJ LeMahieu to the Yankees, and why Jays fans shouldn't worry. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping you guys are sticking with us here. Uh, I don't know if we're back on cameras. Our TVs are off in the screen. It looks like we're back up. So thanks again for hanging out. Fantastic. Um, if you guys watched, we've started up a uh, Friday. Check in. Uh, mm-hmm. Where I'm here at the studio every Friday, and I check in and just kind of go live, chat with the fans, mm-hmm. see what they want to talk about, uh, and head into the weekend talking about some sports news. And one of the things I mentioned was that Jays fans should not be worried about DJ LeMahieu signing mm-hmm. with the Yankees. Of the four major free agents out there, LeMahieu being one of them, mm-hmm. Springer, Bauer, and JT Realmuto, I've always said, and you've been watching because I know you guys have been hanging out with us that. Uh, of the four of them, LeMahieu was the worst fit for the Jays mm-hmm. of the four. Jays need pitching? Trevor Bauer. Yep. Jays need a center fielder? George Springer. Mm-hmm. Jays need a catcher? Real Muto. They have some guys who can play those middle infielder roles. They have guys who can play. Vladdy Guerrero can play third base. He's getting in great shape, by the way. Great shape, uh, great shape. I need to get on the Vladdy train mm-hmm. uh, and do that. Um, Director Jordan asked hey, us Jordan. not to mention him oh, when he came I've out on the set. To, he, Here he, he deserves is. Deserves good mention. <laughs> um, however, <laughs> so let's let's go on. We have to talk about the NHL because we have to get to Jim Lang, and we mm-hmm. still have two topics left. Yes, NHL now. Uh, boys in the back, I have a picture of the standings. I don't know if we can get those up uh, or if I'm going to be able to see them, uh, but I, sh- I think I had. There it is. Okay, so we do have it. We're good. Fantastic. Um, this is the top 12 teams. Now, st- keep an eye on this and observe why I picked 12 teams because we will have a feature coming up, hopefully, mm-hmm. in the very near future that has to do something with a dozen. Uh, yes. so Um, I'm just teasing that. But we look, we're obviously super early. Uh, Toronto looks like the only team in the top four to play four games so far. Um, And they're doing good, by the way, sort of. Uh, (laughs) The last game was really good um, (laughs) against the Jets. Now, Vegas is undefeated. Uh, We were joking earlier that Dallas is undefeated. (laughs) (laughs) They they haven't played a game yet. 0 uh, Yeah, they are putting in work. They haven't lost a game. Uh, Washington, 2-0-1. Uh, so you see a lot of these teams uh, kind of do, well, these are the top 12, like I said, in terms of points. Uh, not all these teams, like a couple of these have played two games. So <laughs> the Lightning are undefeated. They've looked very good. They're obviously 10 goals, 4-3 against, so yep. they're they're humming. Uh, and Kucherov who? Who's Kucherov? Yeah, they don't need them. Yeah. Uh, they, they got enough firepower to... Uh, to hang on without them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and Stamkos is looking nice.
1: Absolutely. They've got the Central, I think, locked up. I think it's a foregone conclusion that Tampa is going to be the uh, the Central.
0: We had a, a we had a bunch of NHL topics, but because of all of our stuff, we mm. got a little into baseball. I want to skip a couple. Yep. So there's our standings updates, sort of. Next week, we'll get more into it, I promise. When there's six games on each schedule, hopefully,
1: yeah. if Dallas gets
0: going. We need more games. We need more storylines. However, there are a few storylines, and I will touch on uh, two of them. Mm-hmm. We're going to do two. Max, could you have the picture of the trade that was that uh, happened today? I believe it was the Colorado Avalanche tweet. Uh, just before we went live, there was a trade made. Uh, there it is. The Colorado Avalanche trade. Ian Cole to the Minnesota Wild for Greg Patterson. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about this, Max. It seems sort of minor, just on the mm-hmm. surface, but... Canadian star at the World Juniors, Bowen Byram, now has a chance to play on the left side for yeah. the Avalanche, and Patteron can fill in for an injured Eric Johnson who's mm-hmm. on that roster right now. So by trading Ian Cole, they actually kind of add two defensemen to their starting roster. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty nifty little move. Oh, yeah. Um, you Colorado. You're not hurting for Dean. No, moment, and Greg so. Patteron is more than able to play in a top-six role, mm-hmm. and Bowen Byram is exciting, and, and now he's going to get a chance to play with... Name your defense. Kyle McCarr on the power plate for They've sure. They've got a few guys there. they got a few uh, guys. I think Devin Taves and, and Kale McCarr yeah. are going to play together. So, Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about really quick, and I want you guys to all send in your Pierre-Luc Dubois trade offers. Yeah. Uh, we want to see uh, what you guys think is, is Pierre-Luc Dubois is worth, uh, and we... Uh, Jim, maybe you can talk about this too, because Ermo
1: yeah, Kekaline got a few. There's we a lot there of good ones. There's
0: a lot of teams potentially in the mix here., uh, mm-hmm. from the reports that you were telling me, maybe even upwards of twenty teams have so sent offers or what did you say before the show
1: oh i didn't i wasn't sure I about you the, the
0: number of the volume but at the end of the
1: day I, from what i heard is that you're uh, listening to 31 thoughts not what i heard right. i'm certainly no insider max um, the insider but uh yarmo has received some intriguing offers montreal stepped up to the plate they obviously want to bring some french canadian talent home it's always been something that they're prideful of so if they can uh, bring Dubois back to Quebec they would absolutely love to do so but if the price tag involves a young forward by the name of Nick Suzuki I don't think they're interested yeah um so yeah it's going to be interesting to see what team steps up and provides the package that Yarmo Kekalainen deems fit and mm-hmm. I'm just proud that I know the Columbus Blue Jackets general manager off by heart.
0: Hey, Yarmo. <laughs> you got to know Yarmo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here's my take, my hot take on Pierre-Luc Dubois. He's not worth as much as a lot of people are putting out there.
1: What's his career high? Like now here's the points.
0: thing. Cause career high is 0.7 points per game per year. Yeah. So I don't know what the 50 points, something like that. 55, yeah. um, but I, I think I said it last week. Did I not? Where did I say this? I said this on my Friday check-in. So don't mm-hmm. miss my Friday check-in. Yeah. Um, Full of stuff. If you have a team that has a really good first line center and you add a Pierre-Luc Dubois to have a top six of whoever that is. And then Pierre-Luc, I should say, Pierre-Luc, that's a great move. Yeah. Uh, for example, Zach Nelson is saying Flames get Pierre-Luc Dubois and the Blue Jackets get Monaghan. Okay, I was going a different direction. I thought you were going. I thought you were going to say if they had Monaghan and added Dubois, to me, that would make I was sense. Say, that's, a, that's a really good one. That's a really but good, they've good one they've got Elias
1: too. Lindholm playing center now too. Who right. Who kind of fills that hole. So that's the argument.
0: Um, now, an, another team like uh, the Montreal Canadiens, historically, haven't had like that first line big bodied center that mm-hmm. everyone wants. Uh, so that's where the everyone's saying, oh, Montreal's a great fit. Here's an argument that I need you all to just take note of. If the Montreal Canadiens acquire Dubois, Mm -hmm. they have to put him in quarantine for two weeks. They have Mm -hmm. to trade somebody who is then off your roster for two weeks. And in this season, when you have a very small window, a margin of error, if you have two weeks without a first line center, say you trade uh, Jesperi Mm -hmm. or whoever it happens to be. You trade that person, you don't have him for two weeks, you have to wait for Dubois. Then you have to wait to get, for him to get acclimated. Yeah. Then you have to shove him in, and they're probably playing the Leafs, uh, the Oilers, the whoever's. He's facing all these guys right away. Mm-hmm. And he's only got two years on his deal at $5 million. Yeah. You're almost wasting a year of Pierre Luc Dubois. That's mm-hmm. almost a waste. That's almost like, I don't know, if, to me, that seems like it's not a good move for the Canadians right now. They have a good thing going. With the heavily condensed schedule
1: too, you're looking at four games a week. He's possibly missing, I don't know what eight of 56 is, but a really good chunk of your schedule, as you alluded to, Clark. Like you said, I don't know, maybe it's not the right time. If you can pick a soft spot in your schedule, maybe at the beginning of the year when you're trying to establish dominance in the division, that's probably not the best time. But at the end of the day, if you can get him in, get him acclimated, like you said, it's a little bit different these days with the whole COVID side of things. But But yeah, it'd be a hell of an acquisition. Let's just say that. No matter if they get him in this time or another.
0: And again, now I've seen Jamie Anstey from Halifax. Let me see if I can put his comment up here really fast. He says, we at Offside Hockey Talk, shout out to Offside Hockey Talk, we don't like Dubois. I'm not saying I don't like Dubois. I'm saying I don't. I don't think it's worth trading a ton of assets from your franchise away for him to be your franchise centerman. I'm saying if you can pair him in a tandem, a one-two punch, uh, or if you're a very young team with young guys developing around him, maybe like an Anaheim Mm -hmm. with Sam Steele, those types of guys behind him. Maybe you got something there, but if you're pitting your whole franchise on Pierre-Luc Dubois, I'm scared for you. Well, and if you look at Montreal's history, right,
1: they already traded away a pretty good young asset before seeing what he could become, and Mikhail Sergachev for Jonathan Drouin to pencil into that number one, two center spot. No disrespect to Jonathan Drouin. He's had a pretty good start to the season, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, again, like you said, whatever the asset's going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to determine if it's worth it and if he's
0: going to miss six, seven games. So Gregory Lee says Dubois to Montreal for Philip Deneau plus a first and second round pick.
1: Ooh. Maybe. If I'm Yarmo, I'm saying yes to that yesterday. You're saying to be you're saying yes from the Blue Jackets perspective? Oh no, like yeah, absolutely. If if Yarmo gets that kind of return, absolutely
0: uh, Deneau a first
1: and a second? Absolutely. Okay. Without a doubt. Sure. You know what? Deal. Done. Look at Philip Deneau stats the last couple seasons. He's he's one of those guys that quietly no, I know, has I established
0: know. a pretty strong He's He's a, he's a potential selkie guy almost every well, year. Well, and that's who fits. Former Blackhawk, by who the fits way. fits
1: into that system pretty well. That's coached by John Tortorella. He kind of oh. loves those
0: hard-nosed guys that take Hell care of 200 yeah. feet of the ice. Well, he, so. he's like a poor man's De, uh, Dubois, who's older. That's with more di- experience, more little, playoff experience. A little disrespectful, but okay. <laughs> is that disrespectful? That's not a bad thing.
1: We're at seven twenty-five, Clark. We yeah, we, we gotta go. One. <laughs> uh,
0: shout out Keith Yandel. We're gonna skip over your discussion point, that's but fine. shout out to Keith Yandel uh, for scoring two points in his first two 100th games. Career goal eight hundred sixty-seven. Um, man, Iron. Game let's throw up intact. RBI Baseball. They got their logo up on our table over here. RBI mm-hmm. Baseball is the premier baseball training destination in Southern Saskatchewan. Uh, if your kid is in need of skill building, training, private coaching, and more, uh, you gotta check out our RBI. They're the best uh, at RBI. They rise above the rest. Now mm-hmm. we have one more thing, Jim. I'm so sorry. We're, we're making you wait a little bit, but we got to get to our Vigor fan vote mm-hmm. and we'll make this quick because it's going to morph into your topic. So you Absolutely. know what? We might just announce the Vigor fan vote and then, and then we'll, we'll move into move Jim move because into it. I like it. We what happened with the Vigor fan it. vote? Our good friends at Vigor Lifestyle, Elk Velvet Antler, one of the best health supplements out there. Uh, we put up the vote. Uh, George Springer rumors. We obviously kind of touched about that a little bit already. Uh, Deshaun Watson, out in Houston. Uh, that that's the, the rumor. That's the scandal right now. And that's what won. So, Jim, we're going to talk to you about it anyways. We'll just morph it into your segment. Uh, we talked about the Yandel scandal a little bit. You lo- you just loved that love that wording. The I don't the know. Yandel a scandal, scandal per se. And Clark just... on the Leafs, which never wins because nobody wants to give me a chance to talk about the Leafs. And, hey, suckers, Jim Lang's going to talk about the Leafs with me in, like, three minutes. So suck. <laughs> So s- screw you. Hey, <laughs> easy. <laughs> hey, I'm bitter. This has been we're we're on week 16. I haven't won Clark on the Leafs yet on the bigger Jeez. fan vote. Uh, plus, guy, guy all of a sudden. I already said prick on the show, it's so going, I might as well just well, let it off. Might go. as well just light it off again. Might as well just let it go. Uh, this topic <laughs> was voted on by you, the fans, and was brought to you by Vigor Lifestyles. Visit vigor.ca. Uh, that's v-i-g-r.ca to check out their full lineup of natural health and healing supplements. As I mentioned, the amazing elk velvet antler is one of the best. Me and Max have been taking it. Uh, my joints feel better. I'm sleeping better. Uh, there's a ton of stuff going on with it. Um, it works for you. It's a uh, I, I'm kind of speeding through the read here. But <laughs> Elk, Velvet, and Antler is an adaptogen, meaning it's designed by nature to work for you. It's got multiple benefits, and it figures out what your body needs and fixes it for you. I love it. How about that?
1: I want to say prick one more time before the break, and
0: then you we'll just o- did. just blow our chances at a Disney sponsorship. Yeah, we got, right, we've just got we got demonetized. We're, right. a, we're already off awesome. the monetization so Sounds it's fine. good. But it. again, vigor.ca, <laughs> and check check out their whole lineup. We're going to take a break. We're coming back. we got NFL expert Jim Lang, best-selling author, by the way. Very excited to talk uh, to Jim very excited and uh, we'll talk about deshaun watson we'll talk about tom brady uh, and aaron dell getting claimed off waivers we'll oh, see you after geez. the break
2: does this look familiar your fans deserve an incredible arena experience it's time for an upgrade stunning graphics revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. DDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Find us at
0: ddgregina.com. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com.
3: He's covering everything that matters to you. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Tune in Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to noon to catch the show live and be a part of the action. Take control by commenting live and sharing the show with your friends.
2: Everyday hoop life.
4: services company led led side rentals video video production event event management no further than iks live visit our website iks live always the best seat in the house iks live
0: Okay, are we still live? Are our lights on? We're okay? Okay, I think we're good. We are heading into two pretty huge matchups in the NFL playoffs, just a couple weeks away from the Super Bowl. And, you know, who better to dig into all of it, we thought, than uh, Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Lang. Jim Kleberlang, I should say. Jim, thank you for joining us tonight. I know you kind of battled through the power outage with us here, and uh, you heard some of our original topics. So uh, let's get into it. What do you think about the Leafs losing Dell on waivers?
5: <laughs> Hi, guys. I think the Leafs will be okay. I think they're going to manage quite fine. Uh, it's, it's such a minor deal if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs because it's, their whole team is based around their top two lines. They've put all their money and all the resources into those top two lines, and then you add a TJ Brody to Morgan Riley, and if Freddie Anderson is uh, reliable and steady in goal, he doesn't have to win the Vesna every night. Sheldon Keith and the Leafs should be fine. They Because they can score a lot of goals. And it's a sprint of a season. They have a lot of young legs, which will help. COVID will bite them. That happened to Carolina Nashville tonight. That game was postponed because of COVID outbreaks. And that's going to be the reality for teams in the National Hockey League like it is in the NBA or in the NFL is who gets COVID at the wrong time do you lose an Austin Matthews or a Mitch Marner or John Tavares for for two games whatever at a really important stretch uh, you know key games because of COVID that's what you don't know you try to control your health and your team the best that you can uh, but it's out of your hands and that's what we're seeing in sports all across the world you just don't know
0: yeah, we have a sad little Predators fan over here, and Max, as you can see, he's decked out <laughs> in the Preds gear. doesn't get to watch hockey tonight. He gets tonight. so excited for game day, and then COVID decides yeah. to hit,
1: unfortunately. but
0: yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's it. It is what it is. That's what the, world, the world we live in. But, Jim, there is a lot, yep. a lot, a lot, a lot of off-season speculation going on right now, but a lot of people seem to forget we got two big playoff games coming up uh so one of the biggest storylines that we just came off of is two of the biggest legends in nfl history just faced off against each other uh tom brady was able to outlast drew Brees. uh does he have enough gas in the tank to defeat another legend uh in aaron Rodgers and the packers
5: well tom brady does i mean he's still playing at a very high level which is pretty remarkable and that's the the biggest takeaway from the Buccaneers win over the Saints is the last six, seven weeks of the season, it's been kind of tough to watch Drew Brees. He he went out with a whimper. It's not just the three picks and the loss. It's he just couldn't make throws down the field anymore. He, He wasn't the same Drew Brees that basically willed himself to this Hall of Fame career where Tom Brady is still making the throws. He can still hose that ball down the field where he wants it and how he wants it, which is really impressive to me. He is good enough, but he's not good enough to beat Aaron Rodgers. And that's the big question is, as good as Tom Brady is right now, Aaron Rodgers has never played better. He is at the absolute peak of his abilities when it comes to experience, knowledge, reading the defense, control of Matt LaFleur's offense, the weapons around him. Devontae Adams is something every quarterback would dream to have, especially when you're Aaron Rodgers, I just, there's been something so special about him. And I was breaking down some of the numbers at Green Bay. They go into this game on a seven-game winning streak, and they've averaged just over 33 points a game. I mean, the offense is humming along with multiple weapons. And, and, and Tom Brady, as much as I it, it, totally bow at the altar of his career, it's, it's incredible. But right now, as good as he is, he's not better than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is without question the best quarterback in the NFC it will be the difference in this game
1: yeah absolutely Jim I know my uh, Rams were on the receiving end of Rodgers excellence and it was a little tough to watch but I I certainly gain an appreciation as a football fan for what he brings to the table and oh my goodness it was it was frustrating but also exciting to watch Um, I want to stick on Tom for just half a moment here yeah like a fine wine though he just Seems to at 43 years old, he just keeps getting better with age somehow. I can't put my finger on it. I was hoping maybe you could. What is it about him that still allows him to kind of fulfill his sole purpose of winning big,
5: important football games? Now, you have to go back to when he was drafted. He was a six-round draft pick out of Michigan, and he walked up to Robert Kraft and the ownership group at the time, they said, this is the best decision you guys ever made was drafting me. And they thought, well, that's nice, young man. <laughs> and um, something I found out uh, covering the AFC championship game about 10 years ago when the Patriots are in their undefeated season and they beat the Chargers before they ended up losing to the Giants. And I was in New England and I was talking to a couple of the reporters and in the New England facility, the practice facility, they have the coach's parking spot for Bill Belichick and right next to it. They have the second-best parking spot is for the winner of the off-season workout program. And whoever goes into the facility and works out the most and gets recorded, you gain points. And the winner of that gets the, the best second-best parking spot if for the New England Patriots right next to Bill Belichick. Well, the first seven years of his career, Tom Brady won that award. He Since he's been a kid, he's always put the work in. It's not a real secret. And then, as he's gotten older, he's realized I need to change my workout. I need to change how I prepare my body. I need to change how I sleep, how I eat, what I eat. So, what he's eaten in your, the first five years in his career and how he worked out changed from year five to ten, and ten to. That's why he's still so good. Is he's never just said, "Well, this is how I do it." It's always worked. I'm going to keep doing it. No, no, no. He goes into every season. How do I be better? is my footwork good enough if still make the throws am I eating sleeping am I doing everything as, as much as humanly possible to get myself ready to play every Sunday and that's the biggest thing with Tom Brady is this drive and this work ethic that is as intense now and is and driven now as he was as a six-round pick given no chance to make it out of Michigan that's the biggest thing for Tom Brady absolutely and you know what i know i'm going to be
1: tuned in this weekend that to me it's just it's the marquee matchup i mean we're going into another one with a couple of young feature quarterbacks if again willing that patrick mahomes is going to be healthy but i wanted to kind of go to the divisional round just a little bit more jim of the four teams who were eliminated i talked about it earlier a little bit with my rams sadly going down um but for me as a rams fan I'm very interested to see what the dynamic is going to be between Jared Goff and Sean McVay. It's obviously been pretty well publicized since they were eliminated on Saturday. What do you make of that? And maybe just a quick little roundtable on the four teams that were eliminated addressing some of the question marks
5: for those teams. Well, to me, Cleveland came out the best of the weekend. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns are, are poised to do big things in the AFC in the coming years. They, they have their coach in Kevin Stefanski. They have their quarterback in Baker Mayfield. If you have a coaching quarterback in the NFL, you could work around it. They got Miles Garrett on the D-line. You got an anchor on the defensive line. So when they go into the draft this year, they know they are drafting for specific needs on the team. They're not so, so weak in depth and so weak in talent. They're just drafting anything and everything they can get their hands on. They're going in with a purpose. We need this. We need that. I think they should probably look at the secondary because of the teams they face. Even get better, t- tighter defense in the secondary pass defense. That would be a plus. I think they have all the running game doesn't need help. You could always use more offensive linemen. But so when they go into the draft and the Browns organization, they're drafting for specific needs to fine tune what is a well running machine right now. So the Cleveland Browns and the Cleveland Browns fan who for years played in a stadium called the Factory of Sadness actually have a lot to be optimistic about in the offseason. I still think the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson are a dynamite team, and uh, they're, again, a team that would draft for specific need and give some more weapons and more support around Lamar Jackson. They're going to be fine, but the LA Rams and Jared Goff are going into the same question marks in the offseason The Chicago Bears and Mitch Trubisky are asking, do we have the right quarterback? Do we invest time and big money long-term into this quarterback for our future. Because you had mentioned Deshaun Watson. If I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm asking Houston, what do you want for Deshaun Watson? Because we are prepared to talk. Because they need a regime change and a culture change in Chicago. They've got the defense. They have the special teams. They've got a lot of things. They do not have the quarterback. And how many games the Chicago Bears have won, and what a difference it would have made in the NFC if, Deshaun Watson was playing quarterback for the Chicago Bears this year instead of Mitch Trubisky. To me, it would have been a huge difference. So that's that's one of the teams, to me, that would be looking long and hard at Deshaun Watson. So that that is going to be, for Sean McDermott and the LA Rams, they're, they're going to have to take a long, hard look at Jared Goff. Now, he had a thumb injury going into that loss against the Green Bay Packers. How much weight do they put into that do they look at the offseason is there a free agent quarterback they could look at is there someone in the draft that they can get maybe the second third round so they don't waste a top end pick that they're going to groom and have his insurance in the back there behind Jared Goff so that's kind of the decisions you have to make um you know if you're the LA Rams because that's to me is some of their biggest problems right now is do they have the confidence that Jared Goff is the guy to lead the franchise the next 10 years for
0: sure two things uh i just thought of it as we were talking about tom brady a minute ago there's a great scene in a show called living with yourself and yes. paul if you haven't or sorry jim if you haven't seen it it's paul rudd uh and tom brady's involved and i'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it uh living with yourself it's episode one i believe yeah it's, it's the first it's like one of the first scenes in the first episode <laughs> uh it'll okay. knock your socks off so living with yourself paul rudd i think it's on netflix Yes, uh, so, yeah. it's like 10 episodes. It's, it's a hilarious show, but Tom Brady's in the first one. Yeah. You, you need to go watch it. That's your homework for later tonight. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Second thing, let's wrap up the another uh, the playoff matchup. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes potentially mm-hmm. not playing. Uh, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bills are on a magical run. Uh, it's so too bad that they don't have fans in the stands this year for those guys. Uh, but Bills, Bills uh, Chiefs, uh, even if Mahomes plays, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs>
5: Well, if Mahomes plays, I still like the Chiefs to win a very, very close game Mm -hmm. because he's a difference maker. If he doesn't play, I'm not sure how they can beat the Buffalo Bills right now. But Brandon Bean, their GM, and Sean McDermott, their coach, are a great example of what happens in pro sports if the coach and the GM are all on the same page. Too often we see stories that the coach will chirp to reporters that if only the GM had drafted this player or that player, We'd have a better team. And so, of course, that's going to create dissension. But but Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott are in lockstep on how they wanted to build the Buffalo Bills. They identified Josh Allen as the quarterback. They gave him a small playbook to start, and then they got a little bit bigger, and then a little bit bigger, and they gave him more responsibility and more freedom with the offense. They got a very esteemed defensive coordinator Leslie Fraser and say, you run the defense and build it the way you want. We'll give you the weapons to do it. They talked about trust the process that if it doesn't work today, it's okay because we're looking long-term. And for years, the Buffalo Bills were changing GMs and changing quarterbacks and changing coaches looking for the formula because they didn't trust the process. But Brandon Bean and Sean McDerbert both came to Buffalo with the same philosophy that we are going to build not for the next year, we want to build the next decade. We want a team that will compete at the top of the AFC, and be one of the two or three teams remaining in the AFC every year of the postseason for years to come. They've got the quarterback for it. Uh, they've got a lot of weapons around him. Making this trade for Stephon Diggs was absolutely brilliant. I mean, what there's got to be teams around the league going, why didn't we make a trade for Stephon Diggs? Look at the year he's had in Buffalo. And he's he is, you know, what they call in the NFL a home run hitter. At any time, they can hit him with a pass and he could turn 20 to 80. In a moment's notice, you can trust him. If you make one mistake in coverage, he will burn you. And that is the one thing the Buffalo Bills have that scares a lot of teams is a quarterback with um, a lot of confidence in himself with a, a major league arm. He is as good an arm, Josh Allen, to throw the deep ball as any quarterback in the NFL, and he has the weapons to work with it. And then they've trusted the process, and they've got this incredible, crazy fan base, the Bills Mafia, and – they, they believe in themselves. They're going into Kansas City, and I actually checked the forecast. It's about six, maybe seven degrees in Kansas City Sunday. Weather's not a factor. They don't have to worry about the typical 75,000 at Arrowhead Stadium. So while it's going to be loud, they'll still be able to get snap counts out there and change plays at the line of scrimmage. I mean, for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, they're playing with house money. For Andy Reid and Eric enemy and the Chiefs, they are on bended knee praying that Patrick Mahomes get clearance from the doctors because without him, I don't see how they beat the Buffalo Bills if Chad Henne is their quarterback. Yeah.
0: The Bills of old, my dad comments in. The Bills mm-hmm. of old, uh, they're building to what they used to be back in the day. Uh, I, don't, I wasn't alive. Absolutely, they are. <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is, But is. <laughs> they're built
1: different, <laughs> as they say. Yeah.
0: Now, we have a comment in from our fans, and Jim, you know how this works. We get fan comments in as we go. Uh, this one, I don't know if you can see it on your screen. It's pretty big, actually. It covers up max pretty much. Jim, Pittsburgh has a great D when yeah. they're healthy. They have receivers in Juju, potentially might be a free agent. And Claypool, Canadian, by the way, LOL. No run game, but they yes. can protect the quarterback. Would Watson fit there? Steelers draft well. Maybe could get a running back in the draft. What do you think? I've heard, I've seen some photoshops of Pat, of Deshaun Watson in a Steelers uniform. What do you think about the Steelers?
5: Well, I mean, Deshaun Watson would definitely fit at Pittsburgh. I mean, a running backs are easy to find. Let's face it; you don't. Not many teams draft running backs in the first round anymore. You can find a running back. You've got, with Claypool and Juju. You got great receivers to work with, and, and great they don't have the way. defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but um, with, without question, uh, Deshaun Watson would make a huge difference in Pittsburgh. However, getting rid of Ben Roethlisberger and moving on from Ben Roethlisberger with the legacy he has in Pittsburgh and what he's done with the Steelers is not that simple. Mm-hmm. So then you'd have to have a major sit down with the ownership. This would go right up the food chain to the top of the ownership with the Steelers and saying, "We feel we have to move on from Ben Roethlisberger. We feel we can get Deshaun Watson." Now, they're not going to say yes to a move like that and just push Ben out for anything. But if they think they can get Deshaun Watson, pro sports and football is a pretty ruthless business. And if they don't think Ben has it anymore and is on the downside of his career and can't stay healthy, uh, Deshaun Watson in and in a team like Pittsburgh, well, then that changes everything. Because right now, if you're the Steelers, you're looking at the Ravens in your division with Lamar Jackson going, that's going to be a tough team to beat for the next few years. And now you have to look at the Browns and what they're doing with Baker Mayfield, and you're equally troubled. And then eventually, Joe Burrow is going to get healthy in Cincinnati, and you wonder how good they're going to be if they can put some talent around Joe Burrow. So it's it's not a slam dunk that the Pittsburgh Steelers are the class of the AFC North for years to come, not with the competition, not with the teams around them. So this, you know, the fact that Deshaun Watson basically is – it's, it's playing out like NBA stars play it out. This is the James Harden of the NFL. A player saying, I don't want to be here anymore. I feel disrespected. Get me out of here. And they make a deal. So, and then the teams are around the league go, can we fit him in? Is he a good fit? Can we afford him? And all the things that go with it. And there are more than a few teams taking a hard look in closed doors in their boardroom and going, are we better with Deshaun Watson running our offense for the next six, seven years they are with our current quarterback. And there might be surprised that what teams take a hard run on him and some feelings are going to be hurt, but that's business, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, think I'd be first in that line uh, for most teams. Uh, Deshaun Watson's pretty, pretty good. Uh, But speaking of teams that are bad, uh, I have to get a question in about the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, So (laughs) my team, uh, I often get made fun of for it. Um, Obviously the collapses. Max was ripping me hard. Last was it last week. He got like four every week, Clark. So they just named their new head coach, Arthur Smith, who's coming over from Tennessee. Uh, They just named their new general manager, Terry Fontenat, who's coming over from the saints. Um, both did pretty good jobs where they were. I'm not overly sure about Smith as a as a coach. I, I don't know much about him. I was I was grilling Dupont, who's a Titans fan, uh, about it, and he was saying, you know, he ran a pretty good offense. What I don't a bit know of
1: a Nicholas Cage look to him.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I don't know how he's going to do as a head coach. So they have the fourth overall pick. Uh, they've got some aging legitimate stars. They they're legitimate. You got Julio. You got Matt Ryan, etc. Uh, what do you think is going to shake down in Atlanta? Could, could we see a major shakeup
5: for the Falcons this year? Well, Atlanta's problem is it's going to come back to defense. You know, look at all the games they lost early in the season because they couldn't hold a lead. It's demoralizing to a team, and it, it creates dissension within the locker room, within the offense that you were out there putting up yards, putting up points, putting your team into position to win a week after week. You can't hold the lead, and you're blowing it. And it becomes the the story around the NFL. The players text each other, send each other DMs going, what is going on with your team? You guys can't hold a lead? Those those conversations are had. So the Atlanta Falcons will have to do, back in the day, the San Francisco 49ers, before they became really good, Bill Walsh looked at his team and said, we have Joe Montana. We have Dwight Clark. We've got great offense. We don't have enough on defense. So they spent the first three picks of the next draft and they got Ronnie Lott and two other defensive backs and they went from a team that couldn't hold a lead to one of the most feared safeties for the next 10 years in their defensive backfield and some rock solid depth that they went nickel and it changed everything for the 49ers. As far as I'm concerned, the Atlanta Falcons, the first three, four picks in the draft defense, defense they've got to build a better defense they've got to create this idea that when teams play them because right now teams play them and they're trailing like well it's atlanta we're going to come back and beat them they can't hold a lead and until they change that narrative until they prove that they can hit someone in the mouth on defense and play big boy football in the nfl when they have to and hold a lead it doesn't really matter who the gm and coach is this is just going to be like groundhog day in atlanta and it's a waste of a lot of great offensive talent if they don't do something and go heavy defense in the draft and rebuild the how people perceive the Atlanta Falcons. Go back to the Dirty Birds when they were a bit of a nasty team.
0: So I have this theory that uh, they're going to be shaking it up in a big way. Uh, and I've said this, but I think uh, you could... Now, this is just me as a, as a conspiracy theorist fan. But you could trade Matt Ryan to the Patriots and get some picks and you could trade julio jones hear me out julio jones to miami get the third overall pick and a bunch of other stuff and just totally revamp the whole team what am fantasy, i am i crazy what fantasy world are you living in uh, that's exactly what i'm
5: living well out. i i uh i think the the front opposite of a short-lived tenure and they'd be getting <laughs> a new gym if you trade julio jones uh, now matt ryan the problem is is Think about the kind of money he makes and what teams could take on the contract with the salary cap and his age. If you're the New England Patriots and you're Bill Belichick, Matt Ryan five years ago, yeah, if he was available and you didn't have Tom Brady, you'd probably look at him. You'd probably give Matt Ryan a long, hard look five years ago and say, that's the guy I want. So that's another team looking at a philosophical turning point in in their franchise. What do they do at quarterback? Is Cam Newton going to be the quarterback in the Patriots next year? Are they going to draft a quarterback? Are they going to go after a guy like Zach Wilson out of BYU? Maybe, because they always have picks. Bill Belichick always trades down to gather picks. So are they going to parlay some of those picks this year to trade up and get a quarterback? Are they going to try to get a free agent? So that's that's the big thing with the New England Patriots, and I think a lot of people around the league are looking, is what is Bill Belichick plan? Because – Whether it's no one in New England wants to admit it or Bill Belichick will admit it. He's not the same without Tom Brady. So they don't have the franchise quarterback. And it it was proven this year that if you don't have a franchise quarterback, even as good as Bill Bill Belichick is, he didn't have the horses to win. And he couldn't beat, you know, the Buffalo Bills definitely. And the Miami Dolphins, what they're doing there in Florida, to me, they're just going to get better and better. And the Jets eventually have to win some games. They can't be horrible forever. So, and getting Robin Salah from the 49ers to be their new head coach was a really, really good move Mm -hmm. for the New York Jets. That's the kind of hire that changes a a franchise around someone like that who's that respected and has that kind of pedigree. So, now Bill Belichick has to look at where he goes. And and unfortunately, I mean, the concept, like, I'll get Matt Ryan, but then at his age, How many years of Matt Ryan do you get and how much do you invest into him? And then do you have to just do it all over again if he doesn't last more than three or four years in your franchise? So that's – I think they have to start thinking long-term in New England like because they dined out in Tom Brady for so long. And the the joke around the league was, look how many quarterbacks this team went through while Tom Brady was there. Well, now they're going to be in the same position while while Josh Allen – is in Buffalo or you know Baker Mayfield or Patrick Mahomes? They're going to be look how many quarterbacks the New England Patriots have gone through while those quarterbacks have been in their city. So that's a big question for Bill Belichick: is finding a quarterback like that to be a franchise guy for the years going forward?
0: Absolutely, there's no doubt. I was living in a bit of a cloud nine world where I thought you know Matt Ryan played at <laughs> Matt Ryan played at Boston College. He just needs to go back home and he'll yeah. revamp. He'll revitalize his whole career. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to move into the NFC least now. Uh, there's two teams that I have my eye on this offseason. Well, all four will be interesting, but the Eagles and Cowboys are movers and shakers. They got stuff going on and uh, the Eagles fire their head coach and who knows who their quarterback's going to be. And uh, the Cowboys are a drama, sh- drama, dramedy show at any time of the day. So <laughs> um, what do you think uh, the Eagles and Cowboys? Like, what are we going to see? What do these teams need
5: to do in the offseason? Well, I, I mean, the, the, the thing with the Eagles, they is Carson Wentz their guy. Are, are they? Are they basically saying we got rid of Doug Peterson, but we're handing the keys to the franchise to Carson Wentz, and we're going to run with him? I, I don't know. That's a big question. As long as Jerry Jones is in Dallas, it's impossible to predict what the Cowboys are doing because you have an owner who considers himself a GM and a top flight executive, and it's it's insulting to me if you think about the the coaches and executives and gms around the nfl who have spent a lifetime in the game to get to that position and you have someone who's the owner and a multi-billionaire who also feels he can run the team and make decisions like that is that's part of the problem with the dallas cowboys on one hand you have the allure of quote-unquote america's team and make no mistake as much as people dislike the cowboys playing for the cowboys is a big deal if you've never been to the stadium it's hard to describe how incredible of a facility the Dallas Cowboys play out of. It's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen in pro sports. So You have a, a, a practice facility that costs as much as some other sporting facilities. You've got their amazing stadium. They're huge. They have an international fan base. You make money. You know, being a star of the Dallas Cowboys is a big deal. But are the Dallas Cowboys the way they're constituted, the way they're put together, the way they're built under Jerry Jones, will it be successful as far as far as i'm concerned until jerry jones says i'm just going to be the owner i'm hiring this person to be the general manager and they're going to do their job and they can hire and fire and sign and trade anybody they want and if all they have to talk to me about is money that said hey i'm about to sign this player and this is how much money they want are you okay with that until he does that the dallas cowboys can't really go forward they you can't put them in the same category is a green Bay or the other elite teams of the NSC because of that, because he's holds them back because his ego won't let him allow other people to do the job and be stars in Dallas. And that's such a big problem with the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, I agree with you and I think you and I both know that he'll have to be in a six foot deep casket in order for that to happen. <laughs> I have a feeling
5: yeah. <laughs> um, one. Yeah, more for you. you, know, you. Oh yeah. You the go rest ahead. of the, d- yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was go just going to say, I'm really intrigued about the Washington football team. I'm a big Ron Rivera fan. Um, Chase Young, I don't think people realize, he's the defensive rookie of the year in the NFL. And over the next few years, you'll be hearing his name a lot as the maybe the best player defensively in the National Football League. So the Washington football team is it, it's, it's poised to do some pretty good things the next few years. Thank you for saying that, Jim. That thank you.
0: (laughs) I'm notoriously not a fan of the Washington. Notoriously, but it's fine. It's fine. I like them too. Uh, Not a big deal. Uh, Last one for you, Jim, and then we'll let you go. Um, Draft is coming up. We're a couple months away. Obviously, there's still lots that can happen. Lots that will happen. Uh, One, two, three. Who you looking at in terms of your top prospects to watch out for? And obviously, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, but maybe who else is up there?
5: You know, I, I, Trevor Lawrence, to me, is the slam dunk. I don't think Justin Fields is a slam dunk at number two. And this is why. Um, there will be teams trading up and down, That uh, looking at other things. And, and I, I, you know, this uh, Wilson out of BYU, the quarterback of BYU, Zach Wilson, I think he's fabulous. And, and it did hurt Justin Fields, his performance in the championship game against Alabama. And Trevor Lawrence goes into the draft with this incredible reputation, incredible resume that, you know, you don't have to worry about him. And I don't think there's any thought about whether or not he's going to be a star in the NFL. Uh, Justin Fields is a a great athlete. and I'm not sure. As far as number two and three, to me, to me that's very much in doubt because I'm not sure the teams with the current pick are going to keep their pick or whether or not they're going to parlay that into other things. The only thing I'm sure about is Trevor Lawrence at number one. And after that, to me, it's a bit of a crapshoot this year. Absolutely. Yeah. So
1: what? So if you've listened to Jim though, Clark, he's saying that they should not pick Devonta Smith
0: at four. Just the let Falcons. Me know.
1: The Falcons should not. Well, pick when they trade
0: Smith. Julio Jones for three and a bunch <laughs> of other stuff, they'll pick Devonta Smith well, and then they'll revamp their whole receiving core.
5: see now. See the problem for Atlanta is they needed a chase Young in the draft
0: mm-hmm.
1: this
5: year. Now that's the kind of player that they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They needed an Aaron Donald in the draft. That's yeah. it, until they get an Aaron Donald or Chase Young, or Jalen Ramsey, or a game-changing defensive player that is other teams have to game plan for because they're that good, you can't change Atlanta. That's, they need someone like that to build a defense around like that. Maybe there's someone like that in the draft that I'm not aware of yet, but I, yeah, I don't know.
0: They've they've been they've looking for problems. a game-changing defensive player since Dwight Freeney left. Hey, the Rams got Aaron <laughs> Donald. The Rams got Aaron Donald at 13, so you
1: never know there's somebody out there.
0: There you go. Uh Jim Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh one really fast last one. Do the Bengals keep AJ Green Sure. Or do they let him go from Chad Isaac?
5: Oh. No, I would let I would hang on to him. You know, Joe Burrow is going to get healthy. You need to give him weapons until you think Burrow's at a point where you know he can make other people better. You need other people around him to make him better. He needs players with experience that he can rely on, and the offensive coaches can rely on a trust that will do the things they want in their passing tree, especially Joe Burrow coming off that injury. He's he's committed to the, he's an Ohio kid, committed to the Bengals long term. So no, I, I think you keep him.
0: So we got. My dad saying Jim Lang is the man. Katie Fleury says, "Tell him how it is, Jim." Uh, and Chad Isaac, he's just blowing up our comments tonight. He says Mac Jones before Fields. I think Fields will be lucky to be in the first round. Whoa, Chad, that's a Mac hot take. Mac Jones on take.
5: after the year he's had. Oh, uh, I tell you what, Mac Jones is going to have a lot of people looking at him. And when you the problem is, it's the Alabama syndrome. Alabama mm-hmm. because they win so much, people have sometimes a skewed view on these players from Alabama. Now, Devontae Smith, it doesn't matter. He can leave <laughs> any school, but, but uh, I, you know, um, I don't know. It's it, that's about, this is why they have the combine. This is why they have private workouts. This is why they have scouts. This is why they have like a dozen people in their war room on draft day getting into screaming matches over who to draft because it's, it's a pretty intense thing. And, and again, you can't discount the fact that certain teams, even though they might have the third, fifth, sixth pick overall, would trade down because they're like, we don't need any of these players rated high. We need a right tackle to protect our quarterback. We can get them at 15th, get an extra second round pick, and we're better for it. And that's why you see so many trading uh, trades going up and down the draft and draft day.
0: Well, Jim, we are going to bring you back before the draft, and we'll do this all over again. We'll talk about all the offseason stuff. Stay well, my friend, and uh, we will be chatting soon. Thanks for the time, Jim. Beauty. Thanks, boys. The audio was crisp, by the way. Really loved it, Jim. That was good. That was a good setup. Audio, video, real nice. Uh, of course, that video guest was brought to you by IKS Media. IKS Media is uh, one of the premier destinations, not one of the premier the premier. I shouldn't get, say one of. Get that right. Uh, for event planning, live broadcasts, and entertainment video screens, so much more. IKSmedia.ca Today, we are going to be coming back after the the. Uh, dr- I was going to say after the draft, <laughs> after the break, we got Andrew Gotsley queued up. He's been waiting a while, mm-hmm. and I can just I can sense his uh, bubbling there, angst. There, he wants there, to there get on some the screen. Things
1: that happened in the association that uh, need to be talked about. Yeah, so that's I going to be
0: interesting. Feel, I'm
1: excited to talk to Andrew. I
0: can feel the anxious vibes coming from Andrew. He wants to talk about the Raptors. He wants to talk about James Harden and a whole lot more. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning Graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. DDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Find us at DDGRegina.com. Don't
0: rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com.
3: He's covering everything that matters to you. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Tune in, Mike, Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to noon to catch the show live and be a part of the action. Take control by commenting live and sharing the show with your friends.
0: Everyday hoop Everyday <laughs> hoop
4: live western canada's premier production services company led led sign rentals video video production event Event management no further than iks live visit our website iks live always the best seat in the house iks live
0: Hard cut. We're back. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're having a little bit of fun times going on with the technology of the show, but we're still going to keep rolling. Um, Hopefully, you guys are still watching it. I says there's ten people watching, but not sure how reliable that is. Uh, So we're just going to roll. We lost Andrew Gottsleg, who's going to be our next guest talking basketball. We will get him back hopefully before too long. Um, But hey. We're dealing with some stuff today. Power outages, internet outages. Uh, So we're just going to keep rolling because we are still technically recording. Um, So uh, let's see. What can we do in this this next segment? Because I know we had some stuff planned for (laughs) the next segment. Um, But now we're kind of figuring out what we're going to do. So do we want to go to Squad Select now? We could fire up Squad Select
1: now. It's going to be a relatively quick one. Hopefully the internet decides to uh, cooperate.
0: Can we still do graphics and stuff, guys? Okay, so let's do it. Let's do squad select. We'll get that out of the way. And then when Andrew comes back on, we can I'm get him on. I'm happy
1: to do squad select this week with you. Clark. Oh, I'm, I'm so, fantastically happy.
0: Uh, Jordan and, and Alan. Oh, by the way, Alan the intern is is hanging yes. out with us. Um Producer Kayla is—he uh, doesn't know it yet, but he's agreed to a three-year contract. Yeah, Fantastic. Producer Kayla has moved on, which is fine. She has a lot going on right now, and mm-hmm. Alan's jumped in the seat, so he's going to hang out with us now. Crushing um, it. Who he? You know, if he, if you follow our Twitter accounts, he's all—he's handling a lot mm-hmm. of that. He posts the guest previews and does uh, Ricky the Iguana, which. He's claimed he wants to bring Ricky onto the squad cast. Crazy not to. Honestly, I, I had a
1: dream about it the other night. It was it might was, be
0: tough, Max. I don't know if you recognized what color he is well, compared you know, to our wall. Well,
1: but. maybe paint him blue. I think we'll Darren, blue. Dar- Darren wouldn't have a problem.
0: That no, would've... let's do it. We're spray-painting you blue, Alan. Um, I miss Ricky. I haven't seen him since the summer. I know. It's been a while. So... Last week, this is last week. This is before the results. Um, we did our our second squad select draft uh, for the divisional playoffs. Uh, I had first pick. I picked the pack. Oh, no, you had first pick. You picked the Chiefs, uh, right? Yes, I took the Chiefs. Yep. Uh, I picked the Packers, uh, you, which worked out. Uh, you yeah, picked, yeah, whatever. You picked the Bills, and then I picked the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went three and one, Max. I sure did, Clark. Uh, so you were on a slide, and you came back. Yeah, yeah. Came in when it mattered. You were came in the clutch uh, when it mattered the most. I was most. really happy you took
1: the snowman's advice last week. I really was, as Jim alluded to earlier, Drew Brees down, down the stretch just – did not look like the same guy. I think since he, I think he came back way too soon off of his injury. That was the number one thing that I had with it. But yeah, no Brady in the Bucks, man. He uh, he's just been put on this earth to win big football games and came through for me there. So I'm, I'm never going to uh, doubt it when Tom Brady gets uh, into the nitty gritty of the playoffs.
0: Okay, well we'll see what you do in this next draft. Yeah, I guess pick. we will. <laughs> uh, so there's only there's only two games. So I don't know how we want to do this. I guess we always go. What what did we say last week? Worst week gets first pick.
1: Yeah, you get first pick. Yep, absolutely.
0: So. Um, Alan, can you put up the schedule picture for us, please? Yes? No? Maybe so? Technical difficulties it. are fun, hey? I thought we had it right beside that one. That's why It's I a good thing there's only two quick, games
1: and not like 12 this week.
0: So. Yeah. If I saved it uh, correctly, it should be... It's black, is it? Interesting. So here it is. We don't need the picture because we know what the two games are. Absolutely. So Buffalo is playing the, the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and uh, we got the Packers and the Buccaneers. So I got first pick, yes, and I I just don't know with the Bills Chiefs this week. Uh, that game is tough because if there it is, if if Mahomes plays, mm-hmm. then it's a really tough game. Absolutely. If he doesn't, then I feel like the Bills are going to take it. Like our good friend Jim Lang just told mm-hmm. us, but we just don't know the health right now on a Tuesday uh, of Patrick Mahomes. Now, I don't know if you saw it, but Twitter kind of exploded today, Max, with Colin Coward's take on the game. I missed Colin's take. Oh, boy. So, uh, I, like I actually, Colin. I will say, I didn't actually, like, listen to what he said. Uh, all I saw was the massive amounts of, this is the worst take of, you know, of all time. Uh, so, Colin Coward came out and said that the NFL should push the game back until Mahomes is healthy. Oh, Colin. Just to get Mahomes in the game. I think he did that for clicks. Yeah. Come well, on, Colin, you're better than that. However, it worked. <laughs> it worked. He got millions of views on the video. So I mean I mean you gotta you gotta take what you get, I guess. And uh, I think you know he did that on purpose. It's Colin Coward. Yeah, it's Colin he's Colin. He's a master at it. Um, and it worked because he got millions of views. But again, Didn't with get one from me with the uncertainty around that game, mm-hmm. um, and the health of Mahomes. I just I can't pick the Bills in good faith because if Mahomes plays, then I'm worried about it. Mm-hmm. And I can't pick the Chiefs because if Mahomes doesn't play, then I'm worried about it. So mm-hmm. I'm going the other way. And I'm going with the homeboy coming in at the home field advantage with Lambeau Field. I'm going Aaron Rodgers over the Bucks. Aaron Rodgers is going to cement his legacy, uh, help cement, further cement, I should <laughs> say, his legacy because it's still growing. Uh, and I got to go with the pack over the Bucks, And uh, you just said how you like Brady and you're never going to pick against them. So I can't imagine you'll be too mad. Well, at I never said I'm never going to pick against him. <laughs> yeah. But
1: I, hey, you know what? I'll say it again. As I said last week, I love the weapons Brady has. And I think they're they're still continuing to gel as a football team. And I think they're going to look back on the tape when they beat the Packers by like, what was it, 28 points earlier in the year? They're going to find some commonalities there. They're going to make some adjustments. And I don't know. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with uh, taking the Bucks in. And again, you don't get rich betting on or betting against tom brady in big football games so i'm uh, more than happy with that selection however clark i must say as we negotiate live on on uh, stage here um really you're gonna make me pick this game on a tuesday with the uncertainty of the health of patrick mahomes hey
0: well i had first pick so that's that comes you did have first pick
1: but uh anyways so with what we know now And what I know now is I just tried to Google if Patrick Mahomes is uh, just any sort of update that maybe has
0: happened. And we don't have Internet. And there's no Internet. Because we crashed.
1: So that's how much I care about this, though, is I literally lost my brain function. And I was hoping that the Internet would give me some results. But anyways, Josh Allen, Bills Mafia. There's just gonna be some good karma that comes from them donating like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars as a fan base to Lamar Jackson's uh, college-supported charity, I believe, uh, back when he was in Louisville. So I don't know, man. Regardless of if Mahomes is healthy or not, yes, he's got a ton of weapons. If he's healthy, again, this is a big if. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna buy what Jim Lang is selling. And uh, I will take the Buffalo Bills in good faith, regardless okay. if Mahomes is healthy. I think it's uh, time to circle the wagons, and nobody does that better
0: yeah. than the Buffalo Bills. Hey, I can't be mad at that pick, and that's that's the tough part about that pick mm-hmm. is it's yeah I I, I wouldn't know I, where to go right now. Yeah. Um, so here's the deal, Max. It was a quick squad select. That was quick. We're used to like twenty games. One so pick this is games? good. Uh, not yet. We're gonna hold off. Now, here's the deal. It sounds like, in terms of us being live on the air, Mm -hmm. we are not on the air anymore. Gotcha. So, this is all fully recorded. Uh, This is all going to, I don't even know if we're going to post it anywhere. Uh, We might use a clip of it. We'll Um, see. But we're not on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. We're not on Facebook. We're not on uh, YouTube anymore. We never did get on Twitter today because of all the stuff that's been going on. Yeah, it was a
1: tough day. It was
0: tough. I think what we're going to do is we'll go live on Facebook with Andrew Sounds after great. we're done here. Uh, like we're just going to end the show now perfect, uh, because, I mean, we could go another segment and talk, but nobody's watching. So let's just go live with Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh we can use our data on our phone. It should be fine. It's just our Wi-Fi. SaskTel,
1: just stop giving it for free, Clark. You think money grows on trees? Ah, man, I guess. tell if you're listening. Hey.
0: So, yeah. Um, in terms of the podcast, thanks for checking us out. We are yeah. going to end it here. Uh, hey, a segment uh, sorry, short. can I
1: say something real quick on the podcast? Yes. Just like you find folks do on this program, kindly leave us a review, hit a subscribe We like the podcast. It could grow into some uh, fun little things here. So at the end of the day, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh seven other platforms that I have no <laughs> idea the names of off the top of my head. Either all way, of them. thank you all very much for the support that you give to the show. Give us just a little bit more on yeah, uh, the leave podcast a review. Side. we'll be super
0: happy. Leave a review, even if it's like an angry review. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Too. Leave a review. If you um, don't want to
1: hear Clark talk about the Leafs at all anymore, hey, I
0: do. I barely I only said the Aaron Dell thing. I'm getting
1: texts, Clark. I'm getting texts live on your oh, saying, Yeah, geez. Clark, he really likes that Mitch Marner guy and he likes to talk about <laughs> Sheldon Keefe a lot and
0: yeah, I do. I think I know and the I would roster a lot more. top to bottom. I would a lot more, but I feel like uh, I do a pretty good job. Hey, of Joe Thornton scored a goal this. last week. That was cool. It was great. Oh, my gosh. You should have seen my reaction when it happened. <laughs> I was, like, giddy. I was, like, how cool is it yeah. that Joe Thornton scored a goal for the Leafs? It, it just feel, it felt really cool. I, I was, like, literally, like, ah. <laughs> it was wild.
1: It happens. He's a legend, man.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, and and you know what? And Jason is on waivers. What? For the good of hockey, and, you know, I'll – Put my leaf fandom aside. It's good if Joe Thornton has a good year this year. Yes, I will. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, call me a Leafs Homer if you want, but it's good if Don't you can worry, bounce do. back. I know if you can bounce back as a what 42 year old right now and have a good year and mm-hmm. just have fun. Just have fun just and have and fun. invigorate the game. You don't yeah. care who
1: wins as long as everyone has, has fun? No. No, no. you, you
0: uh, care who wins. He caught me. Uh, I said that wrong. But, hey, we're going to go off air, and um, we're going to go over on Facebook uh, with Andrew and figure it out over there. Yep, we'll bring back game balls next week, everybody. Yeah, we'll do Thank it all for next sticking week with us. Uh, when it's normal again. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, the Rod Peterson Show tomorrow, Rich Sutter and Ron McClain. Ron McClain. A couple oh. of hockey legends. Uh, so it's going to be a great day next week. Um, it's not Super Bowl week next week on the no, squadcast. Yep. So we're going to probably do some hockey. Uh, get a hockey guest in here. Yeah, I'd love to get Jared Dumba back on the show. It'd be awesome to get Jared back in the chair. Maybe for I'll sure. text. He's busy our,
1: man, they got some big things going on. At Vigor.
0: Vigor lifestyles, man. They're popping off right now. Uh, stay tuned on that one. Cause that's going to be, we got some big stuff, hopefully on the works with them. And uh, we want to get Jared in as much as we can. Uh, but Hey, from the basement of the bunker, we are signing off. I'm producer Clark. Mad Max is beside me, director Jordan, and I'm going to call him producer Allen,
1: producer Allen, Allen. You've earned a promotion kid
0: producer alan there. plus our friends at rockstar supply chain solutions iks media vigor lifestyles as we just mentioned hoop life basketball andrew hang tight and uh, rbi baseball we'll see you next week do i have a closing lyric no i forgot oh, maybe we'll do it on the facebook live the other facebook happy Live. happy birthday happy birthday is good it's always fun like happy like the song happy birthday yeah like the song happy birthday we need to we need to get off here we need to get off too of many power it. outages <laughs> see you next week
1: everybody take care